Hey everybody, Jordan here, the PH is silent, and in this episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show, we talk about The Descent, the new event from Wizards of the Coast, as well as Lucian has a dream, and Jordan plays a lot of Dungeon Crawl Classics. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan, with a silent PH in the middle, and I am joined always by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Say hello, sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. I see a lot of the regular names. It's awesome that you're here. Let's have a good Saturday morning. Let's yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to talk about news and, gosh, so many games, and it's going to be games. loads of fun. Um, so thank you always for joining us live uh, Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Twitch and YouTube, simul streaming to both. It's amazing. It's crazy. Technology. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what is going on in the world of D&D news, Mr. Lucian? Well, we've been building up. We've been seeing some exciting releases coming out. A bunch of stuff's happening for the summer. So we know we have like our first note from even last week is this week the same. Acquisitions Inc. June 18th book. We've been seeing uh, more pages of it. There's been a few streams that have shown some inside art, which looks really good. Um, They talked about it on the spoilers and swag show again and showed some prints of it, gave out some stuff. And it just, the more I see of it, the more I'm really into this setting. I'm thinking it's got to be one that I run a campaign in just because I love the idea of it. I watch the show a lot um, and I can't wait to to start my own franchise in the Forgotten Realms. So it's going to be really good. I feel bad. Yeah, June 18th. I feel bad because they did, uh, and this is how dedicated I am to the Saturday morning D&D show, uh, but I had a really busy week. But they did some uh, PAX uh, videos um, yeah. at PAX East about the the new Acquisitions Incorporated book and kind of went in depth. And I think it was Kate Welch that like hosted that mm-hmm. and kind of went through the panels and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's the book I didn't know I wanted, and now I want it more than anything I'm really excited for that. So so those those videos are floating around on Twitch if you want to watch those and get some more information. I want to watch those, and maybe next week we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, yep. But, yeah. And the look of the book is going to fit right in with your shelf of other books. They made it very D&D-ish. Um, it's it's going to be kind of just that perfect mix, and it's going to have stuff for players, dungeon masters, people that just like the lore or probably will learn more about the show if they're just really big Omen Drawn fans or, or you know, whatever they might be, VRE fans or whatever. I think they're going to have stat blocks of those characters in there. And that was no. one thing that Kate was laughing about is she hopes somebody really messed with VRE's stat block because he's always he always gets away with so much in the games. So it was really cool to see that. Um, the other big thing that they're obviously starting to push really strong now, we're about a month out, is the Descent, the big live event that, just like they yeah, did it has last a name year. now because it dream was the yeah yeah because <laughs> it was the it was just the next stream and now we know yeah. that it's called the descent and it's like got some cool art of an angel it's is it an angel or is it some kind of it's right behind yeah, yeah. you it's like a, a blindfolded winged maybe an asmr maybe an angel like attacking uh, some demons or some devils or and something. Reddish hands are reaching up to grab them and sword in hand. It looks cool. I tried to put it on the screen behind us. So it definitely is a hint towards what's coming. And here's the funny thing. I didn't realize until I was watching the spoilers and swag show yesterday to get ready for our Saturday morning D&D show. Cause I am dedicated Jordan. I, <laughs> I'm, 
kidding. Um, I was watching it and they said they're going to, the very first day it kicks off with the announcement of their new storyline. In my mind, this whole time, I thought this whole event was for the Salt Marsh book. Yeah. But I just now have realized just yesterday, wait a minute, they're talking about a new announcement. This mm-hmm. whole stream will not be about what we already know. It's going to give us some new storyline that they're about to take. And I, I feel it's weird that they've already said that in the book for Salt Marsh isn't out yet. And it won't be out during that event. Like it's a week after that event happens, the book goes live. So it feels to me weird that you're having an event that is not hyping the book you're about to put out a week later. You're I'm sure they about will. Yeah, there. I'm sure they'll hype it up. But like they're announcing yeah. something that's going to come like what, October, November? Something. So yeah. that's usually when they release books is like right before Christmassy kind of season. Yeah. Um, like Ravnica so, was re- released yeah. around that time and stuff. So. So that'll be our second one. So they're going to do that. And then all of the people that are getting to go to this event are going to play in that storyline. So they're not playing Saltmarsh stuff. They're playing the new storyline in some type of epic 30 game tables are all going to um, collaborate on a massive um, storyline right there and then as they announce it. And then the rest of the weekend, they play through it. So, and it's open to people who can get tickets, which I assume I I'm guessing are going to sell out quick. I'm, I'm Probably. thinking $300 for three days. And I'm guessing the LA and the, the whole West side of this is going to scoop them up super quick. Um, and so you can get to play D and D they're supposed to have tables for ad hoc gaming. They're supposed to have lots of tables for the big mega game that's going on. There's lots of seating to watch the live games that they're going to run. And they're bringing something they did that I think is really positive is not only did they bring in the streamers that they kind of had last year, they have some of those, but they've actually went out and done a lot more, got a lot of different streamers also, Mm -hmm. but they also went and got YouTubers. They went and got podcasters. Mm -hmm. They're bringing in the podcast crews. They're bringing in bands that are adjacent to or play D and D style music, not just one group. Um, They're bringing in cosplayers to do a bunch of storyline stuff. So they're really expanding and I think reaching out to many of the areas of the community and not just a specific area. And they've also created studios where those people can do different things. So it's not just going to be one studio and everything's on Twitch. There's going to be the studio that's doing Twitch stuff. There's going to be a studio where they can record some YouTube videos that will get put out later. And the content providers that are going can use those to do things they're doing. They'll have a podcast room. And they're going to have like three or four different little studios that could be used throughout that weekend to, to create content that gets later on. So they're putting a huge thing into this. And then... I think they're realizing that they're their like fan community is probably the best advertising they could possibly do. So it's like, why don't we just give them the tools to then advertise this for us? You know? And Kate said something that I thought, and and Nate, uh, Nathan kind of gave a big smile when she said it, she said something like it almost feels, and I don't know this, like we're building up to our own dungeons and dragons con. And he kind (laughs) of smiled. And I thought, well, of course, I mean, who made Gen con and all these other big cons big, like, Yes, there are other games, and don't get me wrong. I love Monty Cook. I love uh, Modifius. I love all these other gaming companies that are out there, Paizo and all them that make Mm -hmm. great games. But D&D drove the popularity of Gen Cons, Gary Cons, all these other big cons. It was the stalwart rock. And then, you know, you had whatever else came up. And then probably Magic the Gathering was the next piece. So Wizards has been driving this. So, of course, they should have their own 
mega convention at some point. So maybe this is the starting. Maybe we're seeing uh, the stream of mini ads, or actually the first stream was the Tomb of Annihilation one. Remember that? Yeah, and that was in Seattle. And that one, they also incorporated podcasters because I remember one of the podcasts I listened to, the Dragon Friends out of Australia, they actually got flown in or they they got invited and I guess they flew in. I don't know if Wizards paid for their ticket or not, but they, they were on the stream of many eyes. And like you talk about YouTubers, like Colville was a, not a... He was popular, but he was a baby YouTuber at the time, and they invited him to the stream of many eyes or the stream yeah. of annihilation. Sorry, stream of annihilation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we've been getting. So I think that was the the baby step, and then we had stream of many eyes, and now we have this one. And I bet by next year, when they go full bore on this, it might be a full bore convention. It That'd and be they're cool. they're dealing with the people who made packs. They yeah. are friends with Jerry and Mike and the, the whole company that can go around this country and create enormous conventions. Of course, Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast could put one on now at this point by themselves or even leaning on the partners so, that they have. So. Do you think it'll be a Wizards of the Coast con, like Wizards con, or like featuring yeah. Magic the Gathering and all their other products? Not yeah, that they yeah. have a ton I of think other Hasbro products, is but, in it yeah. somehow. I think they go big. I think they go heavy D&D role-playing emphasis, but plenty of magic stuff and all that stuff going on. I think they want a PAX version of, or a Gen Con version of lots of tables, lots of rooms, lots of places for people to play games. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think they're going to go, it's, I feel like it's going to be like a PAX or something like that. It's going to be that size when they decide to do it. So maybe, or I don't know, maybe it'll fizzle out and they won't, or it'll just be a streaming thing that we see once a year that announces their, their big storyline. But I think we're, we're building up to something big. It feels really cool. That could be really, really cool. Like I, I mean, it's another con to go to, but I have high hopes that it would be on my side of the country and probably a little easier for me to get to than Gen Con. (laughs) Yeah. Cyberwolf was saying, wasn't there a storm Kings thunder stream? And I don't remember if maybe they did have a storm Kings thunder stream. Maybe there was, I, I know they did some games, but I don't know if they did like a big invite people event like they did with Tomb of Annihilation, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm forgetting that, and maybe that was the first one. Because um, I do remember seeing some streamed games about Storm King's Thunder. So maybe that could be true. So good point. Alex. Yeah, I'm remembering Storm King's Thunder came out before Tomb of Annihilation. Yes. And I think yep. Tomb of Annihilation was the big time that they, they did this because they got Joe Magn- Magnanello. Magn- can't pronounce I know, his last I can't name. say his name. Uh, cool they got name Joe, and he was like, he was there. I think that was the first time they did like a, a stream, and it was in Seattle. And then afterwards, they were like, this is really big. We need to like, we need to do that. So then for the stream of Many Eyes, they did uh, it in L.A., and this one's going to be in L.A. as well. So... Yeah, like I feel like they streamed a single game maybe or like one or two games, but not like a, a two or three day event. Yeah. But maybe that is the start of it. Maybe if you were trying to track the origins of it, you would go that far back. So so it's pretty cool. So I, I think we're we're going to be excited. We're going to find out more about The Descent. I think it's okay for me because I'm okay with the Saltmarsh book. Um, I always want to say secret, Sinister Secrets of Saltmarsh, but it's not. It's the... Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Which somebody asked Kate, is there any ghosts in it? And she kind of went, um, I can't say anything spoilers. (laughs) I'm just like, okay. So we don't know how many ghosts are in this. But I like the idea. 
it may come up in a campaign that I'm going to run, but I wasn't big on, I need this book. I didn't have this, this oh, really? big, I need to have Man. this book. To play. I, I, I loved to, or tales of the yawning portal. Like I love these old yeah. adventures being reimagined. So like, I am kind of like, I need this book and we're already yeah. talking that we're going to play one shots until this comes out with my Tuesday group. And then we're going to dive right into that. So, oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm really so excited for, me, for it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'd be a good book. I think I'll, I'll probably have it on the shelf, but it was, it was lukewarm for me, but now this descent, I'm waiting to see, okay, now what's this going to be about? Yeah, what are we that's going to be big here. Cause this, are we going to uh, the fifth? Do we have a five E official going to the underdark kind of thing? Do we have a full on five E going to different planes book yet? Like that's, going to one of the nine hells are we cool. going celestial at some point? What are we, what's happening here? So I'm, I'm interested to see where we're going in this next one. And then Nathan also said at the very end of the stream, one more thing. He said, after that event is over at the end of it, the either the next week or at the last day of it, somehow in there, they have a second huge, and he announced it as a huge AF announcement. <laughs> nobody knows what does about that sound it's for even bigger. He said, <laughs> So I'm like, oh my God, you're doing this whole event for a, this big announcement you're going to make, and then you're going to drop another bombshell. Now, I don't think it'll be a campaign book or something like that, but I bet it might be something like, are we getting a D&D movie? Are we getting a D&D cartoon series? Are we getting some other media thing, you know, uh, Stranger Things 4, I, you know, all D&D, the kids get sucked into the D&D. I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but I feel like... Netflix is picking them up or we're going to see an Amazon show or something's happening. He's about to announce. So I'm excited to see what that'll be too. Cause I know they've been trying to work on a lot of that stuff in the background. So we'll see. So we're going to get two big mega announcements as far as all of us in the Dungeons we gotta and Dragons wait community. A month and May. a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically a month from now ish. So cool. I think it's May 17th. Uh, that, that weekend of the May 17th is where, uh, the event is taking place. And if you get to go, boy, I hope you get to stream it. And I hope you get to tweet about yeah. it. Um, I'll be super jealous because I think I want to go. But it came a little too quickly. I don't think I'll get tickets in time. And then to pay 300 for the tickets, the hotel room, and then maybe a flight over to California. That's tough. California is expensive to go to. I can go to Indianapolis and <laughs> Gen Con where it's a little cheaper. I'm guessing you don't get a hundred dollar hotel room over in California. Probably I'm not. So I don't know. I won't make this one. Maybe next year when they go mega is when I'll actually save up and uh, maybe try to make that one. next year. Yeah. And like you convinced me to go to Gen Con, which I had a good time, but like wizards of the coast doesn't have a presence at Gen, or at least when I went, they, not they pulled out like they're yeah. just not, not doing, I mean, there's, I there why. is D and D being played and there's lots of role-playing games, but yeah. And so I, it, I wonder if they are like, well, we're kind of going to do our own thing. And, and they'll do a couple of panels. They will do some talks, but they certainly are not like a big sponsor of it anymore. Like they used to be, mm -hmm. they don't have a big booth presence. Like they used to have, mm -hmm. they've not done it up big. And I wonder why that is. I've always, I've actually wondered what the story was in there. I, I'm hoping one day I can ask one of them about, get the inside scoop about what's going on there. But um, maybe they're going to make their own convention and that's that's what they're going to put their time and effort into so yeah we'll see everybody makes conventions one day there'll be a saturday morning D, &D show convention and everybody can come <laughs> to that all our tens of millions of fans can come and uh come and be at that super gaming convention. smd and d cod yeah, this thursday 
<laughs> you'll buy the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> That's right. And we'll just sit. Yeah, we just sell floor space because we're not even going to sell seats. This is going to be so good. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> get some floor space. This is going to be great. <laughs> but no, that so would be really fun. Uh, I I am surprised. And like you kind of talk about it and I'm like, that would be really cool. And it's complete speculation, but like, sure. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a con I need to get to. Um, I need to go to more cons and just like, it, I had so much fun at Gen Con and then like PAX is, PAX uh, Prime or PAX West is like really close to me. I'm pointing. Yeah. It's right That's over the there, That's the one I want to go to. I want to go to <laughs> PAX Prime, the original innovator. I've been to PAX Unplugged now. It was pretty good, but I would love to go to the original PAX. I've always had this wish to go to PAX, the regular one, the yeah. Prime, the first one. Um, and and just be there and it's in all of its awesome. See, and PAX Unplugged is a nice expensive ticket for me to get there too, just like Gen Con yeah. is. Like, because yeah. you got to go to like multiple airports. There's not like a straight yeah. shot, so the tickets gets expensive. Yep. Fun times. Oh, complain, fun. Jordan. Jeez, you get to go to all these fun things and you just complain about yeah. it on your on your yeah. podcast. It's terrible. <laughs> so sad for me. Everybody feel sorry for Jordan. Right yeah. Now. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's. That's the news. That's what we're seeing out right now. Um, we've got nothing new on on uh, Unearth Arcana articles because Artificer is still out there and strong. I'm hoping that eventually we get the next announcement of the next couple of subclasses that Jeremy has hinted at, um, but we don't know what they are yet, so we'll see. Maybe we're getting the Gunsmith back. Maybe we're getting the two that they had released in the original UA article because those were different than the alchemist and the artillerist. So maybe, maybe we're bringing them in or maybe they got two whole new ones or who knows. So um, other than that, we haven't seen Mike Merles anywhere on anything been laying low. Hasn't been doing the one show about building classes. We've seen a few lores you should know, but just they're, they're interspersed here and there. I almost wonder if Chris Perkins has taken a little bit of a step back um, cause he's not really doing the live shows as much. Even in this last one, Kate was the DM for the dice camera action at, um, the packs they went to South, right? They were just at PAX South. And, um, so he didn't go. So I'm wondering if he's starting to step back and saying, I've been doing it for a very long time. Um, he's been doing it since he's been a teenager, basically writing adventures and stuff and um so maybe oh, I, he's getting to that time so. i think he is writing the next adventure and that's might be a reason that he wants to like step back but i also don't think he likes the limelight as much as other people yeah. um he's just kind of a down-to-earth person and uh if you watch the critical role between the sheets that they did an interview with him he was saying yeah, like heard. he's like no when i retire I'll probably like go off to some place and get a nice cabin and a, in a computer so that I can write adventures. And he's like, I'll always write adventures cause I love doing it. But he's like, you'll, you'll probably never hear from me again Yeah, I'm because I'm I just kind of want to like be by myself and live my life. And I was like, that's, that's cool. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. a completely like for, I don't know. There's so many people that are, are clawing to get at that like i just want all the attention and i just really like that he is a human being that like i just want to create cool stuff and put it out in the world you know like i don't i don't i go to these cons and i do this and i'm popular because part of his popularity i think is because he's humble is just a nice guy so yeah yeah and i we've seen him on stage quite a bit and he handles it well but yeah i think stepping away is never you know that's for some people that's just what they want to do and Mm -hmm. i I can see that it'll happen to everybody. I think after you do it long enough. So 
that's about the news in Dungeons and Dragons this week. So it was a little bit of stuff. I think in the next few weeks, we're just going to get more of stuff about the descent, who's going, what partners will be there, what the events are going to be, what you can do, how you can buy your tickets, uh, that kinds of information. I know Greg Tito has been talking a lot about it on the stuff he's doing now because he had been holding all that info back until just this last week or so. Mm -hmm. And now they're just really rifling off the information about it. So we're going to get flooded with the the descent information so be ready for that that's about what we'll be talking about dnd wise as we go cool so then we'll jump into our next stuff what uh, what are you doing in games this week or what well, have you been we doing switch in it games? up because i feel like i did a bunch of talking in the news section why don't we do the jordan game first? okay i'll go last with sounds mine. great uh um, what did jordan do in gaming on our dnd show i love this this note yeah <laughs> Well, okay, so I'll start with D&D. Um, okay. I'm playing in the Mistress of Modules, which is mm-hmm. a Twitch show on Nerd Immersion's Twitch channel, um, mm-hmm. starring Celeste Conowich, who uh, is the Dungeon Master, and she is also the Dungeon Master of the Venture Maidens. Um, and so she's running this really cool show called Mistress of Modules, where she picks a module from the DM's Guild, and then they just play it with a rotating cast, um, and it's a really cool it's a really cool way to feature some of the better stuff that's on uh, the DMs Guild, and also you just get to play a cool adventure. And like I like that it's a rotating cast because I can tune in and watch for two or three episodes, and then we're done. And mm-hmm. then I can choose to like tune in for the next one or not. But there's so, so many times and I'll do this, I'll be on Twitch and I'll find like, Oh, someone's streaming D and D, but they're in episode like 48 of their stream. I'm like, I don't know these characters. I don't really know what's going on. And mm-hmm. you kind of have to be with them the entire journey to really enjoy that. Does that make sense? Or am I wrong? Yes. Like, nope, yeah. no, I hear you. So uh, I like that this, I thought it was a very clever idea for a show. Um, I'm playing a Fae Aladrin warlock named Alaster, and we're going through a module called Rats of Waterdeep, which I think was written when Waterdeep Dragon Heist came out to be like, here's another um, Waterdeep adventure that you can play during your your uh, uh, Dragon Heist campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, we ran into like the Xanathar, and there's there's just fun like characters that are popping up and we're in like specific wards of Waterdeep. But the whole premise is that there is a plague going on that is uh, turning people into rats. Um, and Real so we've rats been her were rats. No, I, I think rats, I think just regular okay. rats, but you okay. start out as a were rat. And then I think you shrink down to a regular rat. <laughs> okay. I could be wrong. We haven't uncovered all of the mystery yet, but yes. it's a mystery. And that's the fun part about it is like, we're, we're getting clues. We're solving things. My, the party I'm playing with is very like, there were two of us that were like, yeah, let's like go and like attack these rats. And then somebody was like, what, aren't they like people? And we're like, I don't know, but they're attacking us. So we've been doing a lot of like non-combat encounters, trying to like talk our way out of situations, trying to like, I put a bunch of rats to sleep with my magic. And then we just like ran away so that we wouldn't hurt them. Cause we don't know if they're people like it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a lot of fun. And Celeste is a great DM and I've had a lot of fun with that. So if you want to check that out, we're going to have the thrilling conclusion um, tomorrow, which is Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Nerd Immersion's channel here on Twitch. 
and that'll be a lot of fun. And I'm just really excited. Uh, uh, yeah. And I really like my character. I always make these characters and I get really attached to them and I want to play them more than I get to. Yeah. yeah. Well, you so. have marked here a Fey, a Ladrin, a Warlock. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions. So a Ladrin is the elf that changes moods. Did mm -hmm. you, are you one that changes your moods frequently or did you pick one as I'm going to be the winter elf? Yeah. Elf? So I'm the fall elf or the fall Ladrin. Um, autumn, mm -hmm. sorry. And uh, I haven't changed it because I think you have to have a long rest to change. And we haven't mm -hmm. been in a situation to get a long rest. And that's the one that kind of fits fits the the personality that I was going for. So gotcha. uh, okay. I'm just kind of like sticking with that for right now. But, and then you said Fey Warlock. So mm -hmm. who is your patron? Um, Oberon from oh, okay. the Feywild. Yeah, uh, now we're talking. So he's my patron. And basically my character was um uh part of the summer court and mm -hmm. he was granted these powers and then um how he's in Waterdeep is we kind of I said basically he's on like a student exchange program like the Feywild were like oh we're going to send Alaster to do basically learn about human stuff and learn about this like human city and then they sent somebody back to the Feywild to learn about the Feywild and the summer courts and stuff and then we'll swap back so I'm I'm here to uh help out and observe and learn and 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 that's kind of been the thing but i've got a i'm a uh familiar i've got a familiar mm -hmm. because i went packed of the chain um that's what oh, i couldn't nice. think of and so i've got a little sprite familiar named Stuart that sits on my shoulder that like zips around and stuff <laughs> and i've been kind of flavoring all of my spells as casting it through him because he's like my servant and i don't really want to get my hands dirty because i'm this like super fey aladrin uh and so like when i cast sleep he like sprinkles dust over them and they fall asleep or when i cast this you know he kind of does a lot of my major spells um yeah. which celeste is like i think Stuart's my favorite character and i'm like he's mine too he's, really he's probably the actual patron and he, he, you're his Oh, that could be fun <laughs> i never thought about that that would be a fun warlock where fun your patron is actually your familiar yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're you're working for him instead of the other way around. Yeah. So what's funny about that is, had you written in the notes, Fey, Aladrin, I don't know, like Bard, I wouldn't even ask questions. But when you put Warlock in there, I am such a Warlock fanboy. Oh man. That I have to know everything about any Warlock character that's been made because I love Warlocks so much. There's so, when so I saw that, there's so many like. Uh like you can rearrange warlocks in so many different ways. And I think that's mm -hmm. why I like them. Like you chose you're like Fey pact of the chain. And all of a sudden you have a really unique warlock or you choose uh Fey like, you know, pact of the sword or whatever it is, pact of the blade. And, and that's a very different warlock than, than mm -hmm. other ones. And so I like that they have all these, and then invocations, you start throwing those in there and they just have different ways of style of play and things like that. Like I like warlocks a lot. I think they were very well thought out for fifth edition. Yeah, so. favorite class, hands down. Really? Fifth. Oh, that's awesome. I think wizard is still my favorite class because I just like being so <laughs> versatile. But Oh, I got one for you coming up. <laughs> okay, so we're doing that. Um, that's a lot of fun. My Sunday Warforged game, um, mm -hmm. Nathan has decided, Nathan, my DM, has decided to run an old-fashioned dungeon crawl. So he's written out a dungeon, hand-drawn it. It's all in his head. Um, he's, well, not in his head. He, like, drew it out so he knows where we're going. But, like, he he created everything and the monsters and the encounters that we're doing. Um, and so we broke into this basically giant maze that we're kind of working our way through. We ended up running into a fire giant, uh, which I was really excited because my 
Eldritch Knight, um, a Warfort Eldritch Knight, I took the spell enlarge and reduce. So mm-hmm. I enlarged myself so that I could like wrestle him and tackle him to the ground. So it's like lar, you know, super hulked out seven is fighting this fire giant and pinning him to the ground so that my friends can come up and like get advantage on attacks. Cause he's prone. Um, and we had like a lot of fun and I was like, yeah, you yes, put your Iron Man Hulk suit on. So yeah, exactly. Hulk. Like that was kind of the mindset is that I have like the Hulk buster and I'm like attacking things and I just get like really big. And so oh, it's cool. been, that was a lot of fun. And I, I have a feeling that, uh, Nathan put that encounter in there so that I could actually like live out my fantasy, you know, like I could be like, Oh, I've, I really want to be able to utilize this I've spell. And he, he put it in there so that I could uh, utilize my spell and be really cool. So that was good. That was way fun. Oh, you just gave me another idea now. Not necessarily on the same topic, but now I want to make a pro wrestler character that goes around and all he does is unarmed attacks, wrestling stuff. Yep. Bombastic moves. I want to make a grappler and that's the whole thing. Like he's not good (laughs) at attacking. He's not good at anything, but he can hold you down and he's got a lot of hit points. And I I really want to make a grappler enemy or player character. I'm going to keep this one to myself because I'm going to put it on the DMs Guild. So don't anybody listen to that idea. Just forget <laughs> you even heard that idea. <laughs> um, and then it really, playing through uh, Nathan's little, uh, not little, but playing through Nathan's uh, maze, his dungeon that he's created, uh, really solidified in me that that's what I love about Dungeons & Dragons. Like, I love just give me a dungeon and be like, do you want to go left or right? Do you want to explore around this corner? You find a secret door. You like trying to uncover a, what is this dungeon for? Like what, Mm -hmm. what, I don't know, like weird dungeon of the mad mage is this? And like, why, what, what do they do on this level? And also just encounter after encounter. I really love it. And I love exploring and I love fighting things. And I love, Mm -hmm. um, so I think I love dungeons. Like, yeah, if we have to talk about like all of the things that Jordan really likes about D and D, I think that's at the top. Like exploring dungeons is one of my favorite things. It's the first word in the game, so that's exactly. a really good. This so if you love well, you dragons, know, we're but, there. Yeah, but people talk about like, well, I love the role play aspect, and I love this, and I like yeah. role playing a whole bunch, and I like a lot of that aspect, and and. Uh, people talk about the exploration factor, but really ex- exploration is like, what do you want to do in the city? You explore new parts of the city. And I always get kind of like, I really like that I have this path that I'm going and I can choose left or right. And I can kind of, I don't know. So, and I like role-playing, don't get me wrong, but like, I think it is dungeon exploring is like Jordan's favorite thing. So yeah, we're playing great. that tomorrow, uh, which I'm really excited for. So basically I'll have D and D from two to five, get home, eat a quick lunch. And then I'll have D and D from six to eight with Celeste. Ooh, so so lots of dungeons and dragons. It's the same, same schedule I had last Sunday. Which That's a is, heavy Sunday schedule, yeah. but I had a lot of fun. And so I was like, as, as long as I can do it. Um, and then, Oh man, we're the dungeons and dragons show. But I'm going to talk a lot about Dungeon Crawl Classics because that's what we play. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, uh, my Tuesday people that I play games with, my Hot Springs Island game is now done. And mm-hmm. so we were like, well, what do we want to do next? And I'm like, guys, I really love this Dungeon Crawl Classics game. And I would love to play like maybe three or four sessions with you guys. And we'll play Dungeon Crawl Classics. And it's a lot like D&D, so don't feel intimidated. And even I'm learning the game. So there's a lot of times that I'm like, we'll just learn this rule together. Like, I'll just flip through the book really quick. Um, Which, when I think about when I was first learning Dungeons & Dragons, was the same thing. You know, we would sit down and we're like, I don't know the rule to that. Let's just take some time to learn. And then everyone at the table will learn how 
you know, the prone condition is like, oh, mm-hmm. now we understand. Like, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, so I've been reading a lot of Dungeon Crawl Classics over the week, and I ran them through uh, one of the fun things I like about Dungeon Crawl Classics, and old school D&D did this, is people would write modules. They would write, like, a, you know, a night or two nights or three nights of D&D, and you would buy it for 5 or $10, and you'd go home and you could run that night or two nights of D&D. Mm-hmm. in the form of a module, which is where we get books like Tales of the Yawning Portal and mm-hmm. uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh is those old modules just reimagined for 5th edition. Um, and to an extent, the DMs Guild is trying to replace that, where I could go to the DMs Guild and and get this book. But it's a little more difficult, I feel, because you can't flip through a book. You can't like hold it in your hands. But right. Goodman Games, who makes Dungeon Crawl Classics, really wanted that old feel. So they they published these books. And you can, like I saw them at Gen Con, and you can pick it up and you can flip through it and be like, oh, I want to like run this adventure. It looks really cool. So we played what is called a zero-level funnel, where you start with four level zero peasants who have anywhere from, like, one to four hit points, and you run all four characters through this. So I had three players, so we had 12 characters running through this adventure, and then the the one that survives, like, of, of your four, hopefully one survives, and that one will go on to be level one for the next adventure. Mm-hmm. It's a really – it sounds really silly, but – you are surprised at how attached you get to certain characters because you're like they've they've lived so much longer than the rest of my characters. I I want them to be level one so bad. Um, now this adventure was for uh, four to five players, so it should have been sixteen to twenty uh, peasants, and I played it with twelve peasants. But Jordan, in his you know wisdom, was like, I'll just lower the the difficulty a little bit. Even lowering the difficulty, my poor players, mm-hmm. I killed fourteen to fifteen characters, and I had backup characters for them. So when I killed all of Nathan's characters and I killed all of Jason's characters, I ended up giving them. Um, I was like, you stumble upon these guys who want to join your cause, so that they could still play the game because I killed all their characters early. Um, I don't want to spoil, uh, we played an encounter called Hole in the Sky, which is uh, a group of adventurers actually traveling over like a, an invisible bridge to get to a warp in reality, a hole in the sky, to save a creature that is being imprisoned in this like otherworldly plane. Um, mm-hmm. And I won't spoil a whole bunch of it, but it was a lot of fun. And the cool thing is if you're interested in this, I recorded the whole session. So I I brought out all of my microphones, I recorded all the audio, and I saved it, and I uploaded it to my Patreon, and you guys can, and I'll put it in the show notes if you guys are interested, but I put it up there for free, so anybody can view this post and listen to it, Um, and it... uh, it's really fun. It's kind of like raw audio. I did edit it down a little bit, but it is us learning the game and just things. But if you're interested in Dungeon Crawl Classics and you want to like listen to Jordan be a terrible judge, because Dungeon mm-hmm. Masters and DCC are called judges. But if you want to listen to me be a terrible DM, uh, you can definitely listen to that audio. It's about two hours long, and it was a really fun um, adventure that we played. And now that we finished it, we're going to play next week, this Tuesday... We're going to play Sailors on the Starless Sea, which is another module, and I'm going to have a mix of one of our players couldn't be there, so he's going to have four peasants, and then the rest of them are going to have their level one characters and probably like a henchman that play, that runs along with them, and we're going to go through that. So, And I'm going to record that session too, and I'll throw it up on the Patreon. Uh, not that I'm cool. like fishing for patrons, but Patreon is just mm-hmm. a really good place to host uh, like temporary podcasts um, for mm-hmm. free, so it's a really good... I can just host the audio there and you guys can listen to it. So check it out. 
Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Killed lots of players. Though. Lots of players. Well, lots of playable characters. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. and I do love the idea if if no other reason to play that game or even MCC is that you get to be called Judge Jordan or yeah. Judge Lucian. That's a pretty cool it's fun. way to play a game. <laughs> yeah, because you're the judge. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome. I'm really excited. One of them is going to play a cleric and he's like, he he ended up buying, he was on Amazon that night. I was like, what are you doing on your phone? Like we're playing a game and he's like, I'm buying the Dungeon Crawl Classics book. And I was like, oh, cool. Because it's, it's like yeah, $25. One, I need a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he bought the book and he made his cleric. He's really excited. I think another one is going to be an elf and another one's going to be a halfling. Um, and we're going to have like a fun, just little troop of people uh, running around. And Sailors on the Starless Sea is probably the most popular Dungeon Crawl Classics module, I think. Every time I hear about Dungeon Crawl Classics, they say, oh, have you played Sailors on the Starless Sea? Like, it's a really good one. And that's the one I started with, with Lex Mandrake from uh, Dink Dungeons. Yeah, Dink he, Dungeons ran us through, yeah. he ran us through that. And so I was like, this is really awesome. And I've ran it since then. So I'm pretty familiar with this. It should be a lot of fun. Um, Hole in the Sky was just another module that I bought that I was interested in playing. But <laughs> yeah, love Dungeon Crawl Classics. Like, again, it goes back to, I just like exploring dungeons. And that's kind of what Dungeon Crawl Classics was all about, was like, here's a dungeon, explore it. It's super lethal. Have fun. Um, it'll be a blast. So that is pretty much everything I'm doing in games. And I'm really excited for... Uh, my Tuesday and I'm really excited for tomorrow to play a bunch of D and D um, for like six, seven hours of D and D, but it's going to be awesome. Two different games. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What's the wife think of that? Um, she's okay with it. Cause it doesn't happen all the time, but yeah, yeah like pretty much yeah. Saturday is like, okay, we have Saturday together. And then I'm like, now I'm just going to be super busy doing all of the other stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I got the look today because um she told me that, hey, I'm bringing the electrician in to redo our basement electricity where we're getting a new bathroom put in and all this. He's going to be here on Saturday. And uh, I'm like, wait a minute, I got a show. She's <laughs> like, I, I know, I know. I told him you can't cut the power off from, from 1130 to 130. You can't mess with the power. And then I'm like, okay, but I'm also running, or I wanted to run this week, <laughs> a mega session starting at like three o'clock today. I was going to run from three to like nine or 10 or 11 tonight mm -hmm. and run a big, long mega session of Dungeons and Dragons. Cause I thought it would be fun to recapture that childhood teenager game player. That was me when we would get together to play Dungeons and Dragons. We played for a very long time infrequently instead of a short time but we played every single week that was yeah. how we it was like this big long marathon on the weekend of playing so i thought hey i want to recapture that let's see if i can get a mega game going so i told her that and she just gave me this look of you're gonna play for how many hours now? yeah <laughs> you're be, you're on saturday and i'm just like all right hold on don't be judging me here and but that fell through because my players all had stuff they were doing this weekend we got three of them but they know in our west marches game that i'm playing if you don't get four as a minimum mm -hmm. we call the game we just don't run it we'll just i'll do other stuff because i got plenty i can do so the mega game isn't going to happen uh like i had hoped today um so we won't be able to do too much on that so i, th I was really starting to get worried well what am i going to talk about in my dungeons and dragons things but i did play on thursday jordan i did get to play nice. 
some really cool stuff. Horde of the Dragon Queen, I'm enjoying it so far. You've said it's the worst module ever. Um, I did not. Well, I said that it is rated the worst module. Jordan has not played it, so Jordan doesn't know entirely. But but no, it. it I mean, I've read through it, and it could be a lot of fun. So yeah, like, so far it's been good. And good. like the first note I put in there, just like you've already expressed today, it was combat heavy. We're running around in this town. We're fighting these patrols that are looting and stealing and mm-hmm. doing stuff, and we're saving villagers, and we're going from one fight to another, and we're not getting any rest, and it's just hectic and crazy. And I'm thinking, this is what I love about D&D. This, I, I get that there are people that, like, well, I'll tune in to some of these other shows, and it'll be three hours of them role-playing a conversation they're having about something they're going to do mm-hmm. and i think i know they're having fun and i know when they talk about dungeons and dragons they say i love it because i get to play this character and i get to embody this character and we do these cool things but i'm like i love the action i love yeah. the mechanics of the combat i love the hecticness of going from one small fight to another small fight to another problem to deal with and just that pressure ramping up as we go. And that's what this was. It was really good. And I love RP things in between those, but I guess I'm probably not the biggest RP person. So I'm leaning a little, uh, the combat way, but it was nice to hear somebody like you also say, I like the RP, but dungeon crawling doing this stuff yeah like puzzles and and all i mean i love figuring out i love being presented with like obstacles i guess and and my favorite type of role play is usually when i'm a bard and the obstacle is how can i like uh persuade myself to get past this or how can i intimidate this guy and so then i like role playing because i want to be able to like intimidate him or, or persuade or something like that usually all of that role play will then culminate in like me rolling a plus seven on my persuade skill because of my high charisma. Cause I'm a nice bard, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's fun. Super fun. Yeah. So I, um, the group that we've got playing together over on damn it. Barry's channel has been really good, really fun characters playing some really interesting. And, and what I really liked about this is this group chemistry has come together quickly and very fun. Like, I always love that in a game because you never know when you play with people you haven't played before. And obviously we're doing a stream game. So we've got some people that are different streamers from different areas. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know each other. So we didn't know there was no chemistry to start. We just said, Hey, let's play this game. Let's get it together and let's see if there's chemistry. And what I love about it is this group so far does have some really fun and cool chemistry. There's cool dynamics going on already. Everybody's having a good time and supporting each other. And I it's great. I've been in games where it's been more uncomfortable with friends I have in real life. It took a while before we gelled as an adventuring group. And yet with this group of strangers, it feels like we're already gelling session two right into it already. And it's just, I love groups like that. Yeah. So Horde of the dragon Queen's great so far, no spoiling too much of it, but Hey, we're going up against the cult of the dragon. This is such a cool storyline already. Um, We're meeting some interesting characters. We're trying to save a town, which is cool. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. What I love about it too, as I've been saying, um, damn it, Barry is his first game that he's dungeon mastering and streaming at the same time because he got the bug being a player on other streamers channels Mm -hmm. and he really enjoys playing all these games and he's a lot of other games, but he wanted to do one his own. And I love that I'm being involved in like that whole process of him becoming a new GM and all that stuff. So it's been super cool. Um, it's really funny too, because he still has this, um, um adorable kind of attachment to his monsters 
and hasn't quite realized that player parties are meant to destroy monsters completely. <laughs> no chance of, you know, like viciously and without quarter and mm -hmm. like and he's always like but that was it was just a small kobold you yeah, guys did, like he just... barely got to do anything either you <laughs> yeah. killed him so fast yeah so he makes little comments about that and i'm just like oh you're learning you're learning the way we all learned of our precious things that are broken by player character parties <laughs> so it's been really fun i'm enjoying that that's our thursday night game which you can check it out um then excitement of all excitement so I'm running the West Marches style game called Seeking Revenar. This is the mega campaign that I do for fans of the show. Fans of the show can send me a message and say, I want in the campaign. We let them set up a character and they play. So we've had a group of probably 16 or so really active players, even though we have a bunch more people that signed up, but maybe their schedules didn't work out. But there's this group of rotating cast of characters that have been playing. Well, one of them, Danimal, um, has asked and really politely, really nicely said, you know, I want to run a game and would you want to play in it? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to play. He's like, can I ask some of the other players too? And that was a cool thing because I realized what he was saying is that here, I've, I've got this thing that I'm creating. Don't poach players, I guess, is where it was going from other people's games. And he was worried about that. And I was like, no, dude, if, we, if you can find people that have mm -hmm. the schedule, we're going to play Wednesday night. Cool. You can have Wednesday night. Don't worry about it. I'll play in your game. I can't wait to see you because I want to play with those players too. The one yeah. thing I think we miss as dungeon masters sometimes is there's this real big need inside of us that we say, I want to play with the party I run for sometime. Like, could you imagine your your Sunday game where your wife is playing with her cool corgi and that cool party <laughs> they've created of 10th level level characters? And you have a guest DM that you really trust come in and say, All right, run us a big campaign for five mm -hmm. or six weeks i'm gonna play this character with those players i mean that's got to sound exciting right when you get to play with that party you've seen grow up in your game mm -hmm. so to me i was like sure you know let's do this I'll, you can have wednesday night no big deal get who you can so we are going to be playing he's decided we're going to play tomb of annihilation and you may think well wait a minute sir lucian you have many shows where you've talked about playing in Tomb of Annihilation. Aren't you going to be metagaming and isn't that cheating? Here's the cool thing. All of the parts of Tomb of Annihilation I played were before we got to the actual Tomb of Annihilation or any <laughs> of that piece. It was jungle trudging. Yeah. Well, he's starting us at sixth level and we're going to the tomb part of it. We're going to skip over the exploring the jungle piece at this point. Oh, part. cool, so we're cool. Get we're going to get about halfway in and start from there and go. So I'm like, that's perfect. Cause I don't know any of that stuff and I get to play again. So I created a wizard, a war mage yeah. from Xanathar's. Okay. And nice. it's gone really cool. I spent four hours picking my spells last night. <laughs> meticulously choosing the correct flavor of spells to make this war wizard come alive. And uh, I think it's gonna be really cool. And he's got some secrets in him. I'm going to play. Don't tell the rest of the group. I'm playing an ASMR who's pretending to be human. And maybe the party doesn't know yet that he's a fallen ASMR. And it'll happen sometime in the tomb when they discover who he actually is. I think that'll be pretty fun. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool. So I'm playing an ASMR war, uh, war mage. And I love this class. I love the flexibility of the wizard. I really went back and forth with warlock, though, because I almost thought uh, I should just make a warlock. I should do a warlock. Fae legend went, warlock. Mm -hmm. I tell you, they're really fun. 
this is going to be good. We're going to be starting pretty soon. Um, we've got a bunch of players that we kind of know each other in real life, which I think Danimal doesn't actually know this. All the players that accepted to play in his game came from my from our fans, but he picked the four people that I know in real life that live <laughs> and I've camped with. And so it's like a group of us that know each other, and then we're going to have a GM from Australia, basically. Oh, wow. It's going to be great. So it's going to be really fun. I can't wait. Daniel's a great guy. Um, he's usually in our channel talking. He's also in all of our games, jumps on our streams, and he plays a really good Loxodon. Um, and we had some really good adventures with that. So I'm excited. New campaign is coming, Tomb of Annihilation on Wednesdays. I don't think it's this week, but it might be pretty soon. In a week or two, it'll start up. So I'll be playing on Wednesday and Thursday through official release modules, which I just love. And I can't wait to get through those. And then they'll probably do some of the other ones. It's be great. I love being a player also. Yeah. But I didn't get to DM this week, right? Because my players fell through on me. So everything schedule-wise, I didn't get to do any of that. So I had one more little thing that I thought was funny. Um, this morning, I woke up and I was having a dream just before I woke up. And this is going to sound really weird as it starts out. So it was a dream of me setting up our podcast for real although jordan wasn't there so i feel a little bad that it was like in my dream jordan's not there i'm like, not I'm the co-host of your dreams yeah it wasn't a co-host like i was doing an interview with shauna germain who is from the monty cook group and she does she's a writer for them and, and does all that stuff which i also thought wait a minute this dream's going a little weird hold on a second don't get crazy and but the dream is me talking to her about okay we're gonna go on camera and i'm explaining like i do to every one of our guests like here's how we'll start the show. There'll be a little five minute video. We'll, we'll I'll bring you up and introduce you and we'll go through this whole thing. And then I wake up and I think this whole podcast and show thing is really getting to me. If that's the dream I'm having on Saturday morning, just before I wake up, is about <laughs> setting up interviews for this, for the show or doing it with the show. And the, here's the funny thing that threw me in the dream. So she's like, she's acting really nervous. Like, Oh my God, I'm about to be on camera. There's gonna be a lot of people watching me. I'm thinking, why are you nervous? I'm a huge fan of you. You're the celebrity. I'm nervous. Cause you're, and so there's like this little back and forth. No, I'm nervous. No, you're nervous. No, I'm nervous. And then the show starts. I hit the button. This is all in the dream. This is not made up at all in the dream. She does the interview completely as the character. One of the characters she plays in the campaign with Monty cook. So the whole interview is of her character, not of Shauna Germain. And the whole time I'm like rolling with it, but I'm thinking, oh, wait, I, this isn't what this interview I set up. I, want to <laughs> her. I have questions for her, but now I'm changing everything to talk to her character as if it's her. And it was like, and then I woke up and I'm just like, what is going on? This is the craziest thing in the world. So that was my, that was my only thing that I had left for the show. It was just this idea of it's so into me now that I'm even dreaming about running games or running the show or running the interviews. And it was just, I don't know. We should have like, send us your D and D dream stories. Cause like I've had it too, where you play like you play like, you know, four hours of D and D and then you go to bed and then you start having weird dreams where you're like a wizard attacking other things. Or I don't know. It reminds me of, uh, I used to play a lot of final fantasy 11 online. Um, Oh, am I hard to hear? Is it? I don't know. That's, I just saw that. I didn't see anybody else say that, but I'm checking. So okay. keep, going. keep going. Um but uh uh yeah, I used to play a lot of Final Fantasy 11 online and I would have these dreams of like me in the game like running around and it was just like what is going on? Uh Yeah. And so 
And then on top of that, one of the other funny things is I used to be a video game tester and I would play video games all day for my job. I would go home and fall asleep and dream about that, that awful, not awful, but like I it would, a dream I didn't want to have where I was playing the game all night in my dream. I would wake up and I'm like, oh no, now I have to go back and test the game. And I just spent all night <laughs> testing the game. Like this is terrible, but I survived. So dreams That's are crazy. funny like that. <laughs> well, no, I was wondering, that was the whole reason I brought it up. I was going to ask the question, have you dreamed about one of your campaigns? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I have it. So that's pretty funny. And I thought um, all you GMs out there, all you DMs out there, make sure you're having the fun. I hope you guys are in it as much as we are. I hope you're, you're so consumed by it that your dreams are even filled with rolling dice, playing dice. And that's the weird thing about all these dreams that I've had that are Dungeons & Dragons related it's always a dream about playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's never a dream about being in the world of Forgotten Realms, like, you know, or mm-hmm. like it's an actual thing. It's always me at a table rolling dice and we're playing a game is what the dream is about. So, Which is weird because they, <laughs> they've done studies that people yeah. that play these role-playing games, um, when you remember, like, when you when you remember your character doing something like let's say you have a thief and he jumps up and grabs a chandelier and flips off of it and lands behind the guy and then stabs him really good um if if you are playing role playing games you don't necessarily when you think about that memory you actually think about picturing him doing all of those things you don't think you don't remember you sitting at the table talking about like, this is what I want to do. And then I rolled a dice to see if it happened. Like you actually remember your character flipping through that. And so it's, it would be, I don't know. I find it interesting that when you are dreaming, you're dreaming about being at a table playing D and D rather than like what your character is, but you also DM a lot more than play. <laughs> so maybe that has yeah, yeah, to the do process with is what's getting into me, I guess is the, the fun thing, but it's so fun. And like, that's the creativity. What is the point? I've been seeing lots of posts recently and lots of, I'm always on Twitter watching the, the D and D community and there's still every single day or every, every other day, there's always somebody who's saying, Hey, I finally ran my first game. It was awesome. I can't wait to do it again. Or thanks for inspiring me to run my first game. So there's so many new people creating their games and getting that. And, and when they're asked, what is it about D and D that, that, drives you or what is it that you like so much it always comes back for me is that it's the one way creatively i can express myself like because i'm not an artist i'm not really a writer you've heard my vocabulary my really poor english uh, i can't draw a stick figure at this point i can't make a lot of music or anything so the only real artistic thing i can do is spin these you know kind of tales of heroism and and twists and turns of dungeon delving and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. i just think that's my one way to say i'm a creative and i can do this thing it's the thing i can do that i feel like i'm pretty good at so reminds me of uh the nightmares underneath which is the D &D, uh, rpg book that i bought and that i've been reading a lot lately and uh the nightmares underneath like surface into the world and so I'm, I don't know if I'm understanding it correctly, but I get the sensation that as players, you go to these like haunted areas where the nightmares are bubbling up and you literally fall asleep and then you have to go into the nightmare realm asleep and attack all these things, kind of like an astral body. Um, and that would just be a really cool campaign to like focus yes. around. Like where, And then, then your long rest is actually when you wake up and like bandage your wounds and kind of stuff, preparing for another night's sleep of battles and dungeons mm-hmm. and all this stuff to like 
don't know. Maybe I'll throw yeah, something I'm really like that into together. that book. That book oh, I've read several times. The the snippet before I went to try to buy it, and I keep talking myself, and I should buy it. I should buy it because I just love the premise of it, mm-hmm. their presentation of it, and the idea that my brain starts to go through. I think that's how I choose books to buy. Is like I read their little blurb, their little paragraph of what this is. And then I judge, where does my mind go when I hear just the paragraph? If it goes on wild tales of all kinds of stuff and it starts spinning out, oh, I could do this and I could run it this way and my players could do this, then I'm like, I know it's a good book. If I read it and I'm like not getting any ideas except for maybe just the one, then I kind of put it back on the shelf or mm-hmm. you know, DM's Guild or wherever it is. But I'm just like, if all of a sudden my brain just starts going in a million miles, oh, I could do this, I could do that, could I do that? I'm like, yep, that's a good one to buy. <laughs> that one really drives it home. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually uh, looking it up right now because there is a free edition um, and you guys can check it out. So yeah. I'll put a link right there in the chat for you. And I'll put Very a link cool. in the, even though YouTube chat's really quiet, I'll put a link in there as well. Um, yeah. So other than that, when are we getting a Jordan run streamed yeah. game online? We I really want to. So here's the thing. And this is probably a good topic of conversation to have next week as well. So next maybe we'll week. talk about it, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I have the creative energy to homebrew two games a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to stream a game. I want to do more content on Twitch and I would like to stream a game. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll dig into the DMs guild and try to find a couple of games that I really like. And then we can run those. Actually, what is it that um, uh, I'm going to get it wrong. That anthology that just came out. It's on uncaged uncaged. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Maybe I need to buy Uncaged and then I can run some of the adventures in Uncaged on like for like a two hour session of D&D on, uh, on Twitch or something. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, in fact, maybe I'll buy that today and read it up on it because it sounds really cool. But I do. Uh, long story short, I've been thinking about this a lot and I do want to run um, a, a game online uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and actually stream it and stuff like that. So. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll find some people who haven't played Dragon on the Mount and I can run that. So, which is funny. We're playing these, these DMs Guild games and that uh, Celeste picks, uh, Celeste and Ted pick um, mm-hmm. for uh, Mistress of Modules. And it really like, I was like, oh, these are like, these are like really good. They've got like custom artwork. I was like, oh man, like I, th- I thought my adventure was good. My adventure is like not good, guys. <laughs> I was like, good <laughs> thing go it's only revision. a dollar. Like, Second oh edition. man. But you always, as a creative person, or as creativity in general, you always have to start and it and you're terrible at it. So mm-hmm. like get that one out of the way so that you can always make better things and keep getting better and better and better and making cool stuff. Um, yeah. But your your first thing is never going to be perfect and wonderful <laughs> and great. And uh, although I'm very happy with how many people enjoy Dragon on the Mount. Um, yeah, it was the first thing I made. And it's like, it's only <laughs> going to get better from there kind of a thing. So. Um, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, again, I'm going to be on mistress of modules tomorrow at 8 PM. If you want to catch us, uh, seeking Revenar is which day seeking Revenar. Uh, it kind of bounces between what the schedule can do. So sometimes it just jumps around. Check out on Twitter, watch the Wednesday, Thursday games that are coming up first. Wednesday, Thursday games are happening. So lots of games you can catch Lucian and I in. Um, and with that, I'm going to go, gently over here 
to uh, studio mode so that I can select <laughs> the thing I need to select. So you can hit the button at <laughs> the, the right button, time. At the right time. To... Do yeah, we want to do a raid before we leave? This is a pro show. Well, I, I was thinking about it, but I didn't see anything on at the moment. Okay. I think we'll just we'll just let it go for today, and then All we'll right. catch up the next one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching the Saturday Morning D&D Show. Catch us live again next week. You guys are awesome. Uh, love talking to you, and we will see you in the future. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Our intro and outro music is 8-Bit March by Twin Musicom, licensed under Creative Commons. Check out their website at www.twinmusicom.org.